We've got a whole lineup of speakers, doctors, people who have put their lives on the line, their careers on the line to serve humanity. the same space at the same time and I know we're we're told the mandates are in place so we can have our freedoms back I don't think we're dumb enough to fall for that and one of the things I do know we will be telling our grandchildren's stories we'll either be telling them stories about what freedom was or what mandates were. Right now, we are authoring the future for ourselves. We have pen in hand. But more important than authoring the future for ourselves, we are authoring the future for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. are going to be like. So thank you for being here to choose a better future and to choose freedom for yourself and the world around you and your future generations. I'd like to offer a, a little bit of a, a prayer and an intention for our time together today and really our our time together moving forward in our movement. We're gathered here today to act out of love. We're not here to act out of fear or to act out of anger. I think that's what they want us to do. But when we, we know the few can only control the many when we're operating from a place of fear. Fear divides us. Like, when we're united, we stand. When we're divided, we fall. So here we are, united out of love. Be weird if y'all booed that one. We don't make love, JP. It's here to admire your red hair. But we're united here out of love. We're not here to agree with each other. We're here to function from love. This is our event today. It's not about vaccine, anti-vaxxer. It's not about Republican, Democrat. It's not about one side or the other. That is stooping to a level that keeps us divided. Uh, for those around the world who are against freedom, we're also doing this for you. cause we are with you as the people that you are so we're here to be peaceful 
and we're here to function out of love. And in my delusional redheaded opinion, <laughs> I do believe it's important for us to walk forward from this event, making sure that our words and our actions come from a place of love and unity. Otherwise, we're falling to a lower level of consciousness. I forget who it was, but someone said, problem can't be solved at the same level of consciousness that created it. It was either Einstein or Fauci. I get the two confused. So we're here to rise above that. And I also want you to know, uh, spoiler alert, Freedom wins. I know that to be true because freedom is God's way. Mandates are a human-made law. And it's not even, mandates are not even made by the best of humanity. God's law always wins out. So freedom wins. The only question is, What's the timeline that freedom wins in? And I think you and I are here together today to accelerate the timeline of freedom. We're not here to ask permission. We're born in freedom and we don't have to wait for permission to be what we already are. We're here to remember our greatness and our greatness is born out of our freedom. That was, that's what makes life a miraculous gift. There's been, on these very steps, I'm so humbled to be here, a great man delivered a powerful speech, Martin Luther King Jr. And Dr. King once said, one has a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. wasn't such a mandate kind of guy, it turns out. He was very for freedom. He gave his life for civil rights. And we've kind of let him down. We've let things slip a bit in our lifetime. And we're here, I think, both to apologize to Dr. King, but also write the course as we stand here on the shoulders of giants, including Dr. King, because he, know, he knew you can't comply your way out of tyranny. It just does not work. We're here in America, in spite of our problems, still the greatest country on earth. We're the land of the free because of the brave. Right through there. As we get this show rolling, I want to acknowledge each and every one of you. You've made sacrifices to be here. You're standing out in the cold, not because of my good looks, because you're following your heart to do what's right made sacrifices 
No, people have traveled from all over the country and all over the world to be here. And I would love to invite you to just take a moment and listen. If you listen carefully, I guarantee you'll hear this. You'll hear the whispers in the wind from your great-grandchildren and their children. You may never meet face to face, but you'll hear their whispers in the wind saying, thank you. Thank you for standing up for my freedom. Thank you for making sure I have my birthright. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for going into the field of discomfort. And with that said, I know we've all traveled our distances to be here, but there's a special man here. He's crazy enough. He walked from New York City here to Washington, D.C. Not because he just needed the exercise. Because he's raising both awareness and money for healthcare workers who were fired because of the mandates.
rolling. I've got the great honor of introducing our docket of speakers today, and our first speaker is Mr. Kevin Jenkins. Is He's a public speaker and a transformational executive at Urban Global Health Alliance as a CEO and founder and at Freedom Travel Alliance as a CMO and founder. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Kevin Jenkins. All right, y'all. Y'all know what to do. Raise those signs up. courage to fight for all of us. Not because we were black, not because we were white, not because we were Jews, not because we were Asian Americans, because we are Americans. Now you gotta know, 58 years ago, that was a bad man. He came out here and said, guess what? I'm gonna fight for every child, I'm gonna fight for every woman, I'm gonna fight for everybody, because guess what? Himself for us. The question is, are we prepared to sacrifice ourselves for him? Are we prepared to sacrifice ourselves for our kids? Now you know when I'm up here, I'm in charge. I want you to raise those signs one more time. American. 
I'm so proud to be with all of you. I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know I have hope in my heart. But I want every woman to raise their hand in this audience. Every woman. I want to thank all of you mama you bears for helping me
They took a Hippocratic oath to first do no harm, and they have been dedicated to serving humanity, going against the grain of what the establishment wants them to do. They've been discredited, deplatformed, smeared, but they're standing strong and are here with us today. of intelligence, of integrity, that many of you know, and if you don't, the world. He has probably saved more lives because of his willingness to speak out than anybody I know. And that is our beloved friend and colleague, Dr. Peter McCullough. Those efforts 
were impeded. And it effectively amplified fear, suffering, hospitalization, and death. And it affected the most vulnerable people in our society, our seniors, our people of color in this country. They were adversely affected in the most severe and in some cases the most final way. I can tell you as we sit here today, there are 227,000 papers in the peer-reviewed literature in the National Library of Medicine cited in PubMed. Of those, 94,000 involve the outcomes of hospitalization and death. Of the totality of papers, there are only 1,400 papers, and I know because I've published them with this group on the stage in front of you, many of them, that outline a pathway to treating patients in order to prevent hospitalization and death. And by treatment, we reduce the intensity and severity and duration of symptoms, and by that mechanism, we reduce the probability of hospitalization and death. We have only heard a two-pronged strategy. One is to stay in lockdown, wear masks, social distancing, and wait for a vaccine. That's what we've heard the Now, there's not a single person here that is against the broad use of vaccines as we use them in our clinical practice, myself included. But when the vaccines were in development, we knew it was a gamble. I published that it was a gamble. It was a gamble of a lifetime, if not a gamble of all time for humanity. And what you're gonna hear today is you're gonna hear the careful vetting of the risks and the benefits and the totality of what we are looking at today. And I want to finish with a final thought. And that is we have three critical circles that all of you are in today. We have a circle of medical freedom. You have the freedom. You and you alone have the autonomy over your body. You have to determine what happens to your body. That is your sole possession. In many ways, it's the only thing you really have. That is your possession. That circle of medical freedom is inextricably linked to a circle of social freedom. And that social freedom includes your family and your employment and your faith and involves your um, uh, uh, your overall citizenry in any country that you reside, in any state that you reside. And that is inextricably linked to the circle of economic freedom. Medical freedom is linked to social and economic freedom. If we allow the circle of medical freedom to even be touched, let alone be broken, all the circles fracture. They all do, and it crumbles. The writing is on the wall, and the determination 
to preserve medical freedom is in your hands. It's in your personal hands. It can't be any more clear. This moment cannot be more decisive. So join me and join these heroic doctors and nurses and others in helping bring America home. Thank you.